Hello, you're listening to the Hypotheticals Podcast Season 3. I'm Andy. I'm Adriano. And this episode is sponsored by Did You Know That Dogs Get Sprayed By Skunks So Often? Because when skunks lift their tail as a warning, dogs interpret it as an invitation to sniff their behinds. Andy, a lot of weird stuff going on in the world, would you agree? Uh, well, I don't know. It's a pretty normal year, I, I think, so far. Don't oh, you? no, listen, I disagree. There's all kinds of crazy things going on, and you know what? The government won't tell us about them. Now, I have a question <laughs> for you. What if, because I'm not so sure about some, I mean, like, lizard people, obviously, yeah, all over the moon, but some of this other stuff, like Thor toothpaste, I'm not so sure. But what if all of the conspiracy theories turned out to be true? Right. Everything which people have, uh, you know, dominated internet forums with. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to start this with a disclaimer, right? <laughs> so we should probably start out by saying that we are going to ignore some of the most uh, anti-Semitic and dark ones. A lot of racism. In this, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to skirt carefully around some of the uh, child trafficking and racism and, and all that sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of that in these conspiracy theories. Turns out... Anyone who isn't your race is evil and stealing your kids. Apparently, yeah. So we're going to, in this scenario, we're just going to pretend that all of those don't exist because otherwise this is a very dark episode. Uh, and so, yeah, we should just say we don't actually believe any of the nonsense that we're about to talk about. And please don't yourselves. Um, I don't think we believe any of the nonsense we normally talk about, to be honest. But you're right. Doubly true for this. <laughs> no, people wear um, snakes as scarves in fashion. And, uh... <laughs> They will. Slide, they slide to New York every day. Um, right. <laughs> so, what would happen if all conspiracy theories turned out to be true? I wanted to start by talking about space. So, mm-hmm. what I found is that there are quite a lot of clashes in conspiracy theories, and that's where I think the interesting stuff really lies. So, obviously, the best-known conspiracy theory, possibly of all, is that the 1969 moon landing was faked. Mm-hmm. So, in this scenario... Uh, that is true. Um, you know, we didn't go to the moon in 1969. Absolutely, it was not. all uh, a Hollywood studio with a, a fan on for some reason, blowing the flag, even though there's no wind on the moon. Um, <laughs> but but this unfortunately does come into conflict with another conspiracy theory, which is lesser well known, which is that the Nazis managed to launch a rocket and to land on the moon in 1942. So 27 years earlier. Dear <laughs> um, gods. So. Uh, in this version, the US supposedly hired former Nazi scientists to help with their own space mission in 1969 mm. in return for not being tried for war crimes. So this this has an interesting clash because uh, if these are both true, then the Nazis went to the moon in 1942 and <laughs> built a moon base. But for some reason, 27 years later, we did not have the technology to, to replicate it. So perhaps in this scenario... Um, the Nazis did land on the moon, but these scientists were just hired as consultants for the US when they were designing the set <laughs> for, their, for their fake moon landing. Yeah, presumably it turned out not to be... No, hang on, actually, I think it can be done, okay, because I've also heard that NASA is hiding something that the astronauts found on the far side of the moon and they don't want us to know about. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that one. What's that one? So, well, uh, just that. I mean, who knows what they're hiding, right? Could be anything. But point is... 
this works, right? The Nazis fly to the moon way earlier than anyone thought was possible. But, you know, the Nazis, they're kooky. They probably stashed Hitler up there. That's what's going on. Yeah, because Hitler on the moon, that's a thing. So, yeah, right, because obviously, yeah, Hitler's not dead. So, yeah, okay, fair no, enough. No, no, no. They fly him up there, um, probably, like, get a lookalike to replace him for the last few years, whatever. Point is, he didn't die in that bunker, obviously. He's on the dark side of the moon. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a whole new meaning to that uh, Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, Pink Floyd, big Nazi sympathy. No, I'm sorry. That's that's a terrible slam there. They were trying to warn us, is what it was. Right. Yeah. Somebody yeah. check out the dark the side records of the moon. Backwards, mm, yeah. We yeah. We need to go find it because by this point, I mean, who knows? The robot army is amassed. Uh, and then they, they scientists got hired by the Americans, um, but they sabotaged America's project because they didn't, you know, they're still loyal to the Fuhrer. They didn't want him getting up there and messing with his stuff. So because <laughs> he he'd be furious. It, well, <laughs> God damn it! Ah, oh, I'm slain. <laughs> okay, so anyway, no conflict so far. This is this is great. That's fine. Okay, okay. My my other thing of space, which I guess isn't technically a conflict, but it is just a another strange, doesn't quite sit right. Is that um, there's a conspiracy that there is a slave colony on Mars, um, with the inhabitants kidnapped as children and sent on a 20-year journey, despite the fact that it should only take about nine months to reach Mars. But anyway, they mm. sent them on a 20-year journey to reach Mars uh, to be forced to work. I believe this is by the US, but I'm not. it's not entirely clear. Um, and it's also not clear what, what the hell they're doing working on Mars. Um, but presumably <laughs> they're coexisting with the Martians, who also live there. Um, or perhaps they've, been, perhaps they've been enslaved by the Martians. It, it's not really clear. But then... So this, in this weird timeline, you've got, right, 1942, mm. Nazi moon landing, 1969, space. Fake, fake moon landing. About the year 2000, uh, mm. we're able to send people to Mars. Very slowly. Very slowly. So I don't quite know how they're getting there. Maybe they're just getting a, an Airbus. Um, I something. tell you what, though, I think they were expected because there's been a face on Mars for many decades. People have, you know, speculated about the alien construction there. So uh. a warm welcome. Right, that was the welcome party. They had loads of banners out, and they're like, "Where are these guys?" <laughs> they we should were like, yeah, three hundred months ago. That's strange." <laughs> okay, well, I mean, the thing about NASA is that um, they're really. I, I think this was pointed out in an XKCD comic. Um, it was. There's been several XKCD comics about uh, conspiracy theories. One of them was like, my hobby is one-upping conspiracy theorists. Uh, so someone is like, yeah, yeah, they faked the moon landing, like the angle of the flag, shadow, etc. And he's like, no, 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 no. Obviously, it's faked. Um, it was all done on a soundstage on Mars. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's great. And and in another comic, he also points out elsewhere that if NASA were both willing and able to fake its accomplishments, like to the level that nobody has ever like properly taken it to trial, you know, besides these internet mavericks who've got it all figured out. Mm. Um, but if they were willing and able to do that and to fool the, all the sheeple, they'd probably have a second accomplishment by now. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have stopped at the moon landings. You, you wouldn't have thought like, so, Well, right? I guess we're there. Yeah, did America run out of enemies and insecurity? <laughs> like, it's been 40 <laughs> years, at least. Yeah, they couldn't be like, and we made it to Mars, guys. No, we'll just secretly send people to Mars <laughs> on a slave ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would have been a good, you know, uh, PR move for NASA. Good but, like, talking points no. for one of the presidential elections or something, I would have thought. But no, no, it all brushed under the rug. Very strange. Yeah, yeah. But in, the, but in this scenario, that is true. So how does that work? Gosh, well, I can only imagine that they are... 
I think perhaps they're trying to draw attention away from space. Um, right. Because there's there's a lot of danger. I mean, when all of this started, they were in control of the media, like to an even greater degree, obviously, than the shadowy corporations are in control of the media now. Um, <laughs> yep. Because it's all it's, it's all out of con- it's not out of control. Obviously, they control us. I would never question this. But <laughs> there's a lot more to do. There's so much more paperwork. All the tweets you got to manufacture, all the misinformation on Facebook. You know what I mean? Social media is really just the internet in general. Back when mm. they did the 1969 faking, dead easy. That just goes on like a grainy black and white TV. Nobody's any the wiser it's fine nowadays faking stuff much more difficult and they have got enough going on um colluding with the airline industry to prevent people realizing that the earth is flat and also <laughs> hollow uh and also uh like this is this is fascinating to me because airlines in particular are super powerful and super evil like oh we, than... we've all seen that in the pandemic they're looking at how much power they're wielding they're, <laughs> you know <laughs> with all their grounded flights they're the worst yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and <laughs> i don't know if that is like a war between like shadowy cabals or if the you know like the someone decided to drive airlines out of business and that's why they engineered this virus or <laughs> like did the air were the airlines in on it i don't know but the thing is wikipedia has got a, a, a nice, um, you know, one of those index pages of lists of conspiracy theories. And it's got all these sections on, like, um, you know, deaths of public figures that were actually faked and all the rest of it, all these big, like, meaty chunks of links. And then it's got this um, business and industry, industry section um, that is super tiny, but then a big section just for the airline industry because right. they are hiding the fact that Earth is flat, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Also, the fact that it is hollow with a sun inside and mole people living under there. Um, and possibly the fact that it's balanced on like elephants. Like, who knows what's going on? We have no idea what shape <laughs> the earth is. And the airlines are the, the core of the conspiracy. They keep making aircraft disappear, reappear. Uh, like, they, they keep, you know, flights keep disappearing and then popping up again with different registration numbers or like getting used for Cold War style political setups, like the flight that was shot down over Ukraine to, you know, allow this armed intervention was actually that flight that disappeared over the Maldives because, etc. They're doing this stuff all the time. And this is on top of their, I assume, extremely rigorous schedule of mind controlling us all with chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I didn't dig into. What are chemtrails? I don't actually know. Oh, so what the uh, the ignorant um, believe are harmless water vapor trails left by planes <laughs> in the sky, yep. known as contrails. Um, those are actually full of uh, secret uh, chemicals. Ah, chemtrails. secret ones. So no yeah. one knows what they are. Well, some people know, obviously, but uh, oh. the rest of us won't listen and the government are hushing <laughs> it up. And I think that they're generally used for mind control or possibly like spreading diseases or well, like whatever the uh, government needs fertilizer? to do. Just fertilizing um, crops. They, they got rid of crop dusters because <laughs> they're like, we've got all these planes flying about now. We don't need crop dust anymore. We've got huge passenger airlines. Just blow the fertilizer out the back of them when you know two two planes with one stone you know what the fact that crop dusters still exist may be the best argument against chemtrails <laughs> yeah yeah is anyone going after the crop duster people like you are literally dropping chemicals on us <laughs> like yeah we're fine with those chemicals we we know the ones that cause cancer <laughs> and we're fine with that but it's the 
blooming water vapors up there that yeah, we're concerned about. carcinogens in my food, absolutely. Like, I am, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I voted for that. Yes. What I don't want is that stuff that's way too high up there to be having any effect on me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of flat earth and hollow earth, how does that work in this scenario? Because they're both true. So you've, <laughs> do you have a very flat, hollow earth? Yeah, I think so. It's like a... a, a God. Um, so, listen, have you ever made a tortilla pizza? Um, I don't think so. Okay, this is something that you don't need to do unless you get diabetes. But just okay. heads up. Um, turns out you can make a really nice, easy, low-carb alternative to a pizza using a tortilla. You just put the mm. toppings on there. You don't use a lot of tomato sauce. Like, you use the concentrated tomato paste or whatever just to get that flavor but without making it all soggy. Uh, and you don't bake it for very long, just enough for the cheese to melt, toppings to get nicer. Anyway, it crisps up, it's delicious. And the mm. best part is you can eat like two or three of these things to yourself because uh, <laughs> the ratio of like topping to dough is like way in favor of the delicious toppings, you know? Uh-huh. Normally a pizza, particularly like a deep dish pizza or whatever, I don't know what they're doing in Chicago, but like that is bread. That is just a big old loaf of bread with a smattering of cheese on it. I don't understand why. The bread is the, the cheapest, least interesting, <laughs> most empty carbing is. Anyway, whatever. That's a whole thing. Point is, you can make a normal tortilla pizza, okay, which is much like the earth, if flat, or... You can make um, what what one maverick on a recipe website decided to make, which was a quesadilla pizza. They get Ooh. right two tortillas, layer yep. of cheese, and like whatever sauce and stuff between. Then the second tortilla on top, and then the pizza toppings. And I made it one time. Delicious. That's good stuff. And that's what's going on. I think so. The Earth is flat, <laughs> <laughs> but two layers, and within a nice hollow uh flat solar system i really enjoyed that tangent about uh tortilla pizza (laughs) that's just some nice info for the viewers (laughs) yeah i mean yeah and presumably in this scenario that the sun is also incredibly flat because it needs to fit fit inside the earth yeah Mm. but there's a lot we don't know i mean why not yeah, I guess they can both coexist. Okay, d- job done. <laughs> that that works as yeah, well. That's sorted. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned shadow governments though, and I would just like to cover a few um, of the various sort of we're being manipulated by X group. Um, mm. So obviously this is one which is uh, a little bit of anti-Semitism in, but uh, the the various groups that I found, and this is not an extensive list, includes uh, lizard people. It includes the Illuminati, it includes the Elders of Zion, it includes the Rothschild family, which is a very rich family kind of dynasty, and also the New World Order. So presumably, in this scenario, they are all madly fighting for control with their conflicting agendas, Mm -hmm. and their schemes are constantly being foiled by the machinations of the others, and maybe like... (laughs) They're each infiltrating each other's organisations. So, like, a, li- a lizard person pops out in the middle of an Illuminati meeting. And it's like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> or, or, like, they're all, they're all like, they're so undercover. There's so many layers. Like, you, it's like in Scooby-Doo where you keep pulling the masks off and it's a different person underneath each time. <laughs> it's like a flag of all nations. They just keep coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, how do they have all these on the sleeve? And maybe in the end, they all turn out to be the same organization, but they've just got so confused <laughs> that they, they split split off yes. into all these different groups. And then they've realized that actually they're all the same. They've just been 
ah. you know, some some master group of all the shadow the shadow government behind the shadow governments has yes. been manipulating the shadow governments to fight between themselves. Andy, you've solved it. That's so good. Because I, I had exactly <laughs> this thought. I was like, who's actually running the show? Are they are they all fighting? Or I had a vision of them like stacked like Russian nesting dolls. Just you know what I mean? Like there's us, the sheeple at the bottom, and then mm. there's you know the government and the economists and the stuff that we know controls us. But what are you going to do? And then above them, there's like the shadowy cabal number one. You know, like maybe it's the you know it's the lizard men. But then above that, you got the Illuminati and you know etc. Until you you know the top guys, nobody even knows. Even the you know these insaniacs on the internet haven't figured it out. Um, <laughs> but no, I love the idea that it's somehow like circular or just very confused. Just just one single organism so complex it is constantly <laughs> at war with itself, and nobody yeah. can see enough of the elephant to have figured it out. That's I the think- best. I think what we've just described is the human race. <laughs> yes. Is the problem. One complex organism at war with itself and no one can figure out what's going on. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the conspiracies are true. But yeah. but I love that they're all maintaining this elaborate masquerade because even while they're all fighting each other and there's all these like alliances and all the rest of it, they are all very much like trying to keep a lid on it so that ordinary people don't find out. And that's that's my favourite. Because mm. they're not doing very well. Because, like, you'd think if there was a shadow government or many shadow governments, that they would be better at silencing all these, you know, lunatics on the internet who are spouting off about them <laughs> constantly, like all the time. They are not subtle. Like, you could, I guarantee, most of them, you could find their Facebook profile like instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, you know, if there was actually the shadow government, you wouldn't be hearing about it. Oh god, this is getting into conspiracy territory though, because like the lack of evidence is evidence itself. Oh yeah, it's a double bluff. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, can't strike out because you know that would just be proving the. No, honestly, Andy, I think we've got to give them a lot more credit because, <laughs> first of all, how efficient has the government been in your experience? Well, I know the pandemic's gone very well and we don't have any cases. Extremely so, uh, well yeah. handled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yes. Brexit, a triumph for bureaucracy, <laughs> right? And democracy no, in general. No problems with so the healthy. EU now at all after Absolutely Brexit. <laughs> Seamlessly. Yeah, seamless is exactly the word. So, okay, yeah. we can agree government is a bunch of clowns and not just our government, like in general. But yeah. it extends beyond that because like, ah, oh, well, that's just what they want you to think, obviously. But like, we can, we can take it beyond to our own experience. Anytime you're in like a group of people it starts getting complicated right yeah like think about like university society committees maybe or like mm. you know or the, even just like where do you want to go for lunch right like, with a whatsapp yeah. group thread or whatever yeah mm. good luck like buckle in this could be hours <laughs> of, like anyone who has a regular board gaming group knows very well that like what shall we play tonight is the prelude to an hour and a half of discussion that ends with playing the same thing you played last week it's mm-hmm. uh yeah so we can agree with with uh numbers comes complexity stands to reason now we're talking about a government that is not only trying to get done all the stuff that a government is normally trying to do and it's got you know x number of employees to do this but we're talking about organizations doing so much more that we're not aware of like layer upon layer not just controlling us but also waging war against other arms of the same like hydra you know like there's a, <laughs> this suggests that like 95% of the civil service the armed forces uh, the judiciary are all like hyper corrupt secretive you know like nobody yeah. knows I mean, what they're actually doing there aren't enough people because like if you're if you've got this level of surveillance like 
all of you have to employ half the population to watch the other half. Yes. Just to make sure they're all fine. And then who's watching your half? Exactly. You've got to assign half of your guys to turns. watch the other half of your guys. Yeah. And maybe, hang on, maybe uh, it's the Nazi moon base. Um, they've got a, you know, they've got a great view of the world. No one can see them up there, but they can see us. And they're feeding information back. And that's how they're able to... Uh, well, that's how they're able to surveil us so well. It's possible that Hitler's moon army is the key to all of this. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is something that always... Have you read 1984 or like seen a yes. film or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. always bothered me. I mean, extremely clever book in many ways, obviously a classic. Um, and it, it he clocked the idea of, uh, what's the phrase, like history is a palimpsest. Uh, and, and Winston works for the Ministry of Truth and his job appears to be to uh, dig out old newspaper articles where like something that Big Brother declared turned out to be incorrect and then modifying mm. the historical records so the party's never wrong, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so like, in, in, I mean, Trump got banned from social media recently uh, because of all the garbage he's been spouting on Twitter. Like there's serious claims that that election was like, not rigged, but heavily influenced by misinformation on Facebook and all the, you know, like it's mm. happening in ways that George Orwell could never have pictured because the internet didn't exist. So he's got a guy trying to modify print records using like a dictaphone. Like how many of them must there be? Like changing every copy of the, like what is happening? Their records are kept on paper and somehow they have enough people to be watching everyone all the time and changing all the, like just the, the efficiency must be off the charts for it to work and that's the situation we're in now they must be so dang efficient and Andy it goes even deeper did you know that they've done it in at least 300 years less than we think they have (laughs) done what sorry all of it (laughs) turns out (laughs) what do you mean turns out history isn't real Ah, of course. Yeah, obviously. But like, not only are so many of the events, like the moon landing, faked, but um, it turns out the way we count history is wrong. So there exists, for example, the phantom (laughs) time hypothesis. Look it up. Wow. Yeah, of German conspiracy theorist uh, Heribert Illig, who in 1991 uh, published an allegation that 297 years have been added to the calendar um, by people in power such as uh, Pope Sylvester II because they wanted to position themselves at the turn of the millennium. Right. Yeah. And that that's well, one of, of several theories. There's another one called the New Chronology by some Russian guy. Uh, and yeah, and they seem to agree basically that a load of historical events and documents have been fabricated and extra time has been like sandwiched in there. So we think we're in the year 2021 since the birth of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. But actually, like, three, four hundred years of that, absolutely made up. So in this... So, right, so they've retconned history, Mm. but they've added this, like, 300 years' worth of time in. But does that mean that they just think that we went from the technology of 1600 to the technology of 1900 in, like, one year? You know, the thing is... um, my understanding is not a lot happened in the Middle Ages, at least over here. Yeah. I worry about this one because I feel like it might not be that difficult to pull off. I don't know. I'm not a historian. <laughs> that sounds... Think of the man hours it would take to replicate 300 years of history. The thing is, I don't know how good our records are. They must get like more and more sparse, right? The further you go back. But like in the Middle Ages, okay, it was a, you know, we didn't have a lot going on in 
England, but there was loads going on in the like Islamic world. That was like a period of enlightenment for them. Probably. It's like wherever you, whatever period you pick, as long as it's not like before written records, in which case why even bother? Mm-hmm. Like that's a hell of a lot of effort to replicate all those manuscripts, all those, you know, and and to be like, oh, hang on, we need to calculate like what makes sense for like the way that this technology progressed. Like, how do we get from A to B uh, and to C and to D? And to make this all make sense on a global scale mm-hmm. and to have everyone be, not be like, huh, this seems to clash. Like, Well, look, if we know anything about these guys, it is that they are willing to put the effort in. <laughs> and <laughs> right. some people have spotted the discrepancies. You know, they've written these books. Uh, I mean, this uh, this does briefly kind of talk about time. It's not, it's not that similar. But there is, there is a theory that Greta Thunberg the uh, climate activist, mm. is a time traveller. Oh, um, please. From the future they found or the a... past? Well, from the future, but the, the evidence for this is that there is a picture of her <laughs> in the past in, like, 1900, and it does look eerily similar to her, but not exactly the same. Mm. But I think the theory is that she uh, is from the future. She travelled back to 1900 for some reason. Mm. To In this picture, she's, like, holding a cow. So, like, clearly, yeah, she <laughs> had some really important business with that cow. What, like, in and one she came. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, no, she's <laughs> holding the reins she? of the oh, she's okay, holding the reins of the cow. Okay, and then she's travelled forward in time mm. to now to save uh, us now that she, now that she's um you know planted the seeds of uh, doubt in that cow's mind. I don't know. Uh, now that she's yeah with us to uh, save us from uh, you know climate change. I love it. That's really good, honestly. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of time travel stuff out there. I do know that you get a lot of jokey conspiracy theories about, um, like, how Keanu Reeves is immortal, for example, and they find, like, (laughs) Renaissance paintings of guys that look eerily like Keanu Reeves. And it's like, huh, I guess he has been knocking around for a while. Yeah, and he hasn't changed much, has he? Could be true. He really hasn't. I mean, he's got a beard now, but that is just someone, like, he knows we're onto him. He's seen the memes, (laughs) and he's grown a beard, so that now we can tell the difference, you know, but underneath that... He has to put on makeup every day, just to make himself look older. a little bit wrinkly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, damn it, why did I become so famous? (laughs) I should have stayed out of the spotlight. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about that is that there's a lot of theories about um, famous people who uh, are actually dead but have been replaced mm-hmm. by lookalikes. So it turns out yes. like, being the public eye is no defense against like shady business, right? Mm, yeah, there's a lot of this in the music industry, apparently. Uh, yeah. so, so I'm going to go through a few. Um, so Av- Avril Lavigne, the Canadian singer, mm-hmm. um, she was supposedly replaced by a body double called Melissa in 2003 after the real Avril died, uh, oh. which obviously uh, she hasn't, but you know, um, so that the record company could continue to sell records. Uh, Paul McCartney was supposedly replaced with a lookalike yes. after being killed in a car crash in I 1969. I love some year. of the proof as well. Sorry, the same yeah, year the, as the, the moon same landings. year as the moon landings. Coincidence? Ooh, I, I think, think not. not. <laughs> um, uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift is supposed to be the clone of the clone of a former satanic priestess. So oh. uh, apparently, she is the Illuminati clone of Zena Levey, who is the daughter oh, of no. the founder of the Church of Satan. Yes. Um, which is obviously not actually a satanic church. But anyway, let's forget about that. Taylor um, Swift? Yeah. And that's what she's doing with her life? <laughs> Maybe her songs have seemingly got uh, lyrics to a blood oh, ritual in another do. language. Yeah, or like yeah. play backwards. Or, yeah, I was mm-hmm. forgetting. That's how you get the message You've out. just got to play everything backwards. Play history backwards and you'll summon a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's just like, there's this seems to be a highly lucrative 
cloning slash replacement business in the music industry and possibly in other, you know, Hollywood places as well. So at this yep. point, presumably, most musicians are clones or body doubles who just happen to possess the exact the exact same talent and voices as the originals. So. You know what the thing is? Um, if they could, I would not put it past record companies. <laughs> Frankly. Yeah. Like, the business of manufacturing pop stars and so on strikes me as, like incredibly immoral so i wouldn't put it past them and actually yeah. <laughs> i started thinking about like just the sheer scale of the enterprise right you'd have to have schools for these guys or like training like training grounds they'd have to have people on hand ready to mm. to sub in right because you can't let paul yeah. mccartney disappear for too long people start asking questions you need paul too in the wings ready to mm. go well this this also links in with another conspiracy theory which uh again is a bit of a weird clash is that um, the Beatles never existed? So really, um, oh, there's a theory I'm here that the, for this. <laughs> the theory is that they were they were actually a rotating cast of actors operating under the stage names of Paul, John, Ringo, and George. So um, not only did Paul die in a car crash, but he also never existed. <laughs> so so right. maybe it was just in this scenario, maybe it was just one of the lesser actors right. that died in the car crash but it, it was unaffected and they had another guy up with his family in scotland who they did the interview with he was like haha that's silly here i am but actually yeah and that and that's why uh john seemed to change so much when he met yoko because it was a different john that does explain so much because that's absolutely what i'd do if i was like running that scam <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. i would get one of these dispensable replaceable actors to just <laughs> tank the like multi-billion dollar enterprise because of someone he fell in love with. Yeah, I, that's, that's yep. absolutely right. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Incredible. Um, so, but they all looked the same or what? Because like, if it was Daft Punk or like an act that relied on you not seeing their faces, <laughs> what, isn't it Shia or someone like also has a similar... Oh, Sia, yeah. Sia. Yeah. Um, like what are these guys? Like an anonymous... Even Lady Gaga, like someone where like you see the dress more than you see the person. Mm. But the Beatles, their faces were very well known. They were all over the albums. Unless they've got sort of Mission Impossible style, incredibly accurate facial masks. Mm. Like, but just of these imaginary people. And they're like, oh, you're going on stage. All right there, John. Okay, I'll put on my mask. And then (laughs) (laughs) they've got, most of them probably even aren't from Liverpool. They just, they've just had a lot of vocal coaching. Um, And that's why, that's why they don't always sound uh, like they're from Liverpool when they're singing. So, uh, man, I I rest my case. Yeah, and I tell you what, it it speaks to how clever these people are that they knew <laughs> that some random quartet from Liverpool was gonna go like multinational stardom to like an unprecedented degree. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because they've got this ensemble uh, cast of songwriters. There's like a hundred people. Fail. Yeah. yeah, and it's so radically different to like every other modern pop star <laughs> with a team of songwriters and all the rest of it. Incredible. Yeah. But I and d- as you know, when you get a hundred people all working on the same project, it ends up being uh, mm, radical a and there's success. Oh, <laughs> surefire success, yeah. And a completely yeah. game changer, yeah. Yeah, and extremely revolutionary, like left wing and like give peace a chance. Yeah, that's absolutely what happens when a load of like conservative capitalists get together <laughs> to manufacture <laughs> and an ma- manufacture literally manufacture a band, yeah. Yeah. If they're cloning them as well. But you know, to be fair, they they certainly got the sheep all hooked and um, you know, the, the Vietnam War and everything still happened, so clearly we thought a difference was being made and it was not. That's amazing. And I am, I'm honestly really sold now on the idea that like every act has its like, because um, they have the, the exec, like the people from corporate who tour with them, right? 
who like mm. arrive ahead of time and make sure the venue's up to spec, make sure that like there's the right color of M&Ms in the green room. They've got the <laughs> makeup people, they've got the, and all the rest of it, right? Why mm. the heck couldn't they have a couple of like clone handlers, you know, the people whose job <laughs> it is to, to be part of this network of like, look, because they have all the lookalike contests. They're already mm. finding these people, like they're being selected, they're, they're self-selecting. You just yeah. find them, you just have them ready. Like you have the stack of dossier, you know, like the, <laughs> All right, so we heard about the crash. Who have you got for us? Like, here's our top three contenders. Which one do you want me to get? Like, get this one. He doesn't have a family. All right, he's the new Paul McCartney. Let's go. When you say clone handlers, I'm imagining the guy from Jurassic Park (laughs) (laughs) who says, like, good girl. Yeah, <laughs> is then like jumped on by all <laughs> the clones, girl. and there's all these yeah, clever girl. That's it, and there's all these like feral clones just like gnashing, <laughs> gnashing at the bars. Well, the yeah. way the movie ends is like eventually, like all the clones come on stage at the same time, right? And we suddenly realize the depth of the deception. But they've yeah. already set up that like they've had Tupac perform after his death and stuff with holograms. Like they're ready. The story is just going to be that it's holograms. I do really enjoy the idea of of Jurassic Park though, but it's just with loads of Beatles clones. Everywhere. Just on an island somewhere. Yeah. So you just, you're walking, you know, the, the car journey through and you're just hearing various refrains of like Abbey Road. <laughs> and this is just echoing and, Oh, and you could have clones for different phases of the Beatles because obviously there was the very pop phase early on and then they got into the more experimental stuff. Yeah. So you've got different clones who like specialise. you got like the George <laughs> with the sitar and the guys in the uh, Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club band outfits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and they'd be like, why did you make so many? Like, we just needed a couple of backgrounds. Like, oh, nature finds a way. Like, I'm sorry. We, it's all we out of our hands now. We found one of the original Beatles encased in amber. <laughs> It's a li- maybe it's a literal beetle, and they extracted oh, yeah. the DNA from the beetle, and it created the most famous uh, band, you know, in the world. My God, that's amazing! And I tell you what, it's such a triumph that the Beatles did so well for so long because, like, take Elvis Presley. That's an mm. example of what happens when clearly they had to like pull the plug early, right? Because we all know he didn't really die the way they said. Yep, um, yep. You know, he's on an island somewhere. We, whatever it is that happened, we, I don't know. Obviously, I think one of the, one of the theories is that um, that oh, what, what? Hang on, I'm just gonna find. Uh, I found an article, um, an article in very loose inverted commas uh, from a mad person saying uh, that he's on Twitter <laughs> and that he is an American pastor, pa- pastor, pastor. Anyway, pasta. yeah, he's delicious. Pasta. <laughs> he's he's so tasty. Uh, called Bob Joyce. Um, and I think the logic for this is that he just look, looks a bit similar or sounds similar. Oh, I um, see. He's found Elvis on Twitter. Yeah. But, uh, and obviously, yeah, Elvis found God and was just like, right, I'm 81 years old or however old he's supposed to be now. Uh, I'm just going to make it as a, as, you know, as a reverend. Well, why not? I mean, give the soul a, a, a brush up before you do, like choke on a deep fried Mars bar or whatever yeah. it's supposed to happen. I, I can't hopefully remember what happened. <laughs> hopefully it's like a gospel church as well because the oh, songs yeah. would be incredible yeah they really would that would be to be a fly on that wall now just checking is the guy 81 or is he like the way elvis he, looks he's he like he's like 80s yeah so oh, um, amazing so this guy has found someone you know some <laughs> some aged pastor who like yeah. maybe looks like what elvis could potentially have looked like decades later and he's like yeah this yep. is the guy it's definitely him why not so, uh, these people are guided by a higher force yeah, as far as I know, he's made no attempt to contact him. <laughs> he's made no efforts to actually substantiate all? his chain, no, his no, claims. No. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess this is one of the conspiracy theories where it doesn't theories where it doesn't really harm anyone. So I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Elvis is going to be alive till he's two hundred years old. <laughs> 
God, why not? I love the the people that we decide, like, collectively as a species, to enshrine in legend. Like, oh, they never died, you know. Like, they spirited them away. Uh, it's like, you know, the worst dictator in living memory. I'm not saying Hitler was necessarily... There may actually be others who did worse things. I don't know. But, you know, like, the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. For our generation, for many generations at this point. Him. Hitler's the... He's the one you go to, generally. Absolutely, yeah, he is. It's true. Um... But then also just like, yeah, this musician we really liked, him as well. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> yeah. the link? <laughs> they were famous, I guess, but like for very different reasons. Someone's, you know, um, you know those uh, hypothetical questions where, well, we haven't done one of these, but it's, uh, if you had a dinner party with uh, five people, living or dead from history, who would you pick? Mm-hmm. It's someone's taken that and they've gone, right, I'm going to make this dinner party happen. And so they've gone back in time and picked out, for some reason, their dream dinner party is like <laughs> Adolf Hitler, Elvis Presley, <laughs> and John Lennon. And yeah. they're like, right, we're good to go, guys. They want dig, that... into the, <laughs> dig into the tuna niswas. Enjoy. They want that controversy, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Maybe this is just like, it's kind of like fan fiction where, you know, like when it's like, um, they just pull, pluck people out of different, you know what I mean? Like the Care Bears in Star Trek or, you know, like fans of one thing and fans of another thing. They're wildly different, different genres, different mm. everything. But we're just going to mash them up just because I like <laughs> both of these of things. Fans of Elvis Presley and fans of Adolf Hitler. You get, I don't, you know, <laughs> it sounds like a very bad thing to be a Hitler fan. We think neo-Nazi, yeah, but yeah. there's also a lot of people who just think he's fascinating. And he, you know, he is anyone that cuckoo and evil. Um, hmm. maybe they just want to, you know, ask him questions. Like, how did you get like this? Like, like, what would your artwork be like now if you hadn't gone down the dictator route? You know, whatever. But they also like Elvis for very different reasons. And so now they're just like, yeah. Or maybe they think like, right, this dinner party is a chance for me to kill off the people I really don't like <laughs> from history. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe Elvis so is they just poison to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they like, yeah, Hitler, you know, uh, did the Holocaust and killed millions of people. And I really hate that one Elvis song. <laughs> so you're, sorry, you both got to die. Well, we don't know, <laughs> you know, maybe Elvis messed around with this guy's wife or so, you know, there may be some, uh, some you know, maybe Elvis did some stuff we never heard about. Probably not Holocaust levels. It would be difficult to match that, like, zeal. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but no I really like that actually yeah just like some mad billionaire is like has been yeah. has been collecting people over the course of his lifetime so that he can maybe he's been killing them off as he goes maybe he's saving them all up his retirement present to himself is like a single like thunderdome <laughs> round between like just the worst <laughs> people from his life <laughs> They're all going to fight to the death for his and they're, amusement. They're all incredibly old now. <laughs> Just to, no, because he's been keeping them alive on his like, you know. Oh, right. Sorry. They're all frozen, like with Walt Disney, or they're like on his life extension technology, or he's a time traveler, and it just doesn't matter. He's just plucking them from whenever. Or he's he's managed to keep them alive, but they are just incredibly old. Like he's got the serum which keeps you going, but it doesn't keep you young. So it's just like and have at it, fiends, and they just shuffle on with the Zimmer frames. He said, "I got a kid." He said, "I can't remember what I'm supposed to be doing." <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Truly a battle for the ages. Yeah, he really hated Elvis uh, in the King's Mill ads, so uh, he decided he had to go. I don't know what that is. Is that a film he was in? No, King's Mill is a like a. I don't know if they still make oh, these are ads. It's a right? Loaf of bread. Yeah, I mis misheard as the King's Millads. <laughs> I thought that was a film. <laughs> the King's Millads. Oh, that sounds like a great title for a film. That's yeah, like a Monty Python style thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sudden jarring shift into the royal family. Um, mm. 
So we mentioned lizard people before. So obviously there is a common theory that, uh, conspiracy theory, that the whole royal family are lizard people. Um, so I, I was wondering how that would work, because presumably Harry and Meghan, they recently renounced their royal ties. So did they have to shed their lizard skin oh, when yes, they when they le- left their titles behind? Or oh, the opposite. They had to get their skin suits grafted on, so now they're permanently human. Right, yes. Or perhaps, oh, I don't know, some sort of gene altering. Or maybe they were never even, you know, Harry was never a royal to begin with, and that's the secret. But anyway. I actually didn't know this had happened. This is news to me. <laughs> I can't say I keep up, sorry. So they're done, like they're done being royals. Is that what's up? Yeah, they've like moved to Canada and they're like, they've renounced their royal titles and they're just going to like do podcasts, I think, um, and have book deals. So yeah, well, they're having hey, a nice time, but I see. Good for it them. It seems, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, this lizard people theory, it does also clash uh, with another theory that Prince Charles is a vampire. Um, and this is because he has a blood connection to Vlad the Impaler. Yes. And and the, the yeah, the, the total evidence of this is that he's related to Vlad the Impaler and he is interested in Transylvania. So therefore, he is a vampire. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Is he really related to, to Vlad the Impaler? Yeah, I think they did like a... He did some programme where he found he was related to them. Presumably the whole... Because nice. all the royal families at one point were related to each Deeply other. It's, yeah. it's not that much of a stretch to be like, yeah, you're probably related to him. Um, so yeah, presumably he's a vampire lizard man, which is pretty terrifying. Um, <laughs> and he's our next king? That's scary. You can't just drop this on me, Andy. I have no idea. But, okay, so it kind of gets worse. So, oh, God. Um, what could be worse? So... Uh, I'll get onto the Queen in a bit, but let's stick with Prince Charles for now. Mm, <laughs> so okay, uh, he gets a, he gets quite a lot of mentions in this world. So he's also supposed to have had a secret daughter with Lady Diana. So with his own wife, he has a secret daughter. Okay. But the story goes that before Diana married Charles, the Queen forced her to undergo a fertility test. Um, so the eggs from that fertility test were allegedly fertilised with Prince Charles' sperm without either of their knowledge and implanted via IVF into Diana's doctor's wife. <laughs> so she has an alleged daughter called Sarah, who lives uh, in hiding in a small town in New England. That is an incredible story for this doctor's wife to come up with. You know? <laughs> like, it's like, but honey, how are you? Like, I had a vasectomy. I don't know. Oh, well, you see. <laughs> yeah. The queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not that I was having an affair. It's... No, no, it, no. These are the queen's eggs. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, not the queen's eggs. That would be even worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that... Mm, yeah. Yes, let's not go into that. No. Uh, Diana's eggs. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he's a vampire-less man with an, a random daughter off somewhere uh, living with a doctor's wife. The thing is, they probably do have a lot of random offspring. I don't know why they needed all the, like, interstitial, like, bizarre IVF. <laughs> like, you want to be like, you know, this royal has a secret kid somewhere, and it's like, yeah, him and every other royal in history. I don't understand. Why the extra complexity? And then obviously there's the conspiracy that he had Diana killed, but that's not very interesting. So yeah. it's just like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, what? Yeah, doesn't really... Yeah. Um, but if we switch to the Queen, mm. uh, because... Aside from being a lizard person, mm. uh, God she's also, she is also, ah, you say that, she's also a man. <laughs> oh. So, so God um, save our gracious king. Yeah. So apparently, according to this one, um, Elizabeth uh, died in childhood and uh, the servants were so scared of getting in trouble for the fact that she died mm. 
um, that they dressed up one of the other servants, a boy, but why they couldn't find a female servant anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, they dressed up a boy as Elizabeth. Sure they did. Um, and so that boy grew up to be queen one day. Well, he's been doing a smashing job. <laughs> The kids he just keeps and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, male life expectancy is slightly lower than women. So he's really doing well. Right. Um, what it is. And all those, all that, uh, all those grandkids that I don't know how he got. Uh, maybe, maybe Philip's secretly a woman. They did a, 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 a oh, swap. Just a little swap um, Yeah. It would make The Crown a much more interesting series. Um, right. But, but if this, right. So if this is true that the Queen is a lizard person, but mm. also is a man, there's two options here. So either the original Elizabeth was human and the replacement was secretly a lizard person mm-hmm. who's infiltrated the royal family mm-hmm. and then spread their <laughs> spread their seed among uh, the the lineage or the original elizabeth was a lizard person and now the fake male queen is leading an undercover operation against the lizard people including members of her slash his own family yes this is exactly what i got to wondering about with all the um disappearing musician and stuff uh mm. because like some people speculate elvis was a lizard person you know they pop up all over the place not just the royal family so if all these people are being secretly swapped for each other how does them all being lizard people enter into it and i i I can only imagine that it comes down to this like sort of self-destructive tentacular organization where like one arm is you know like the army of lizard people that comes to take over but then there's the illuminati and actually they have a whole different agenda and a a cabal of clones but then over here you've just got like the secret um government organization that's in charge of the lookalikes and they're all just, you know, just, just rotating mm-hmm. people in and out. So every they've got like one of those big walls, like of like FBI most wanted people. But, you know, every one of them has a different wall. And it's like, okay, these are the people that we're pretty sure are our people. But they have to keep <laughs> swapping them out. It's like, okay, turns out <laughs> this guy got cut on camera. Wasn't scaly underneath. Pretty sure this is an Illuminati one. So scrap that. <laughs> They all went to like a big shadow government convention one year and they were all carrying their big sheafs of notes of all the people that are actually theirs. And then there was a big gust of wind and they all blew up in the air and everyone, no! And they all got mixed up. And now they're like, well, we got to kind of piece together who we think might be a lizard person who we think might be Illuminati. Yeah, they're all officially enemies, but like there's been a couple of fires that like destroyed a load of paperwork in the Pentagon and stuff. And so they actually yep. went and like asked the others for help. Like, could you just let us know? And like, they were happy enough to help out because like, Sure, they're officially at war, but like they've been in the same business long enough. There's a kind of camaraderie there, and you know, sometimes even love. Yeah, and they've got one weekend a year where they let their hair down for this convention, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of interspecies uh, shenanigans going on. Oh yeah, what happens in Vegas stays. What what happens in Moon Vegas stays in Moon Vegas. <laughs> That's what all the slaves on Mars are doing. They're just preparing for this convention every year. It takes so much work to organise. Oh, you know what? Provided they've figured out decent communications between here and Mars, Mars would be a great place to host the gargantuan workforce that it would take to organise these incredible conspiracies. Ah, there we go. Right? Nice big empty planet. Nobody's going up there. That's why NASA can't confess to all the secret technologies they've got because people will be like, well, let's freaking go to Mars. What's up then? They're like, oh, no, we uh, we can't. We don't want to for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's too hard. It takes 20 years. Yeah, uh, so, yeah exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, well, where else can we go in the solar system? Uh, nowhere, I guess. It's just Mars. Damn it. We should have thought. <laughs> we colonized the only other decent planet. Ah, shoot. Now what? 
<laughs> the sun. I don't know. Yeah, keeping it very hush hush. And you know what? This this loops back to the fact that I honestly think there's a message of hope here. Like, obviously, everything is more terrible than we could ever imagine. As sheeple, layer upon layer of truth of of you know is being kept from us. And actually, like this is satire, obviously, but like to get serious for a moment, it is genuinely spooky to read about the conspiracies that have turned out to be confirmed by historians. A right. lot of awful things done by a lot of stuff by the US government, uh, trying to weaponize mm. absolutely everything during the Cold War. Uh yes. mind control drugs, literally the weather. Um just a yeah. lot of terrible like acts of war all over the place. Uh so yeah, anyway, a lot of awful things are true. What was the point before I made it all dark? Oh yeah, but there's a message <laughs> of hope here. Um that we as a species have actually done so much better then we even, you know, we the sheeple know because there's so much suppressed technology, tsunami bombs, <laughs> perpetual motion, cold fusion, you know, interplanetary colonization, like life extension technology, cloning, all these crazy extra species, all the aliens we've been in contact with for donkey's years that helped build the pyramids and all the rest of it, whatever the Atlanteans had. We have all this crazy stuff. And, you know, we don't even know the heart, like we're so much more incredible than we know. Yeah, thank goodness we have tidal wave bombs. I was worried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have weather control and stuff, you know, that's kind of cool. Obviously, it's in the hands of the the scary shadow governments, but um, in in a way, is it not comforting to think that someone somewhere has a plan? Mm. Because, I mean, (laughs) the politicians that are talking to us, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's, (laughs) I mean, I would hesitate to compare a shadow government to God. Um, but but it, it's that similar thing of like it's comforting to know that somebody knows what's going on yeah. and that there might be a plan and I guess you know exactly. if God won't do a uh, shadow government might do in a pinch and if we're uh, are we getting to the end of this segment do you think because I'd like to share my my vision for the perfect uh, the perfect I mean world. I've 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 got a couple more please but uh, okay <laughs> so, I want to hear them. these will be quick um. So, I mean, the, the obvious one that we I feel we have to mention is obviously COVID-19, uh, mm. the current pandemic. Um, so there are two competing conspiracy theories here. One is that it was made in a lab uh, on purpose. And the other is that it is nothing to do with the virus. It's caused by 5G. And for some reason, Bill Gates has been involved in this, even though, as far as I know, his involvement with 5G is is not that strong so anyway uh for some reason bill gates and 5g uh are causing you to be ill but it's also a virus made in a lab but i was thinking like this doesn't really work because these two things kind of clash but it not to worry because regardless of what's causing the disease Mm. in this world all alternative medicine would be 100 percent effective and so you could cure it with any crystals, massively diluted poisons oh, or yeah. needles the power of that you had lying about. Yeah. Yep. Magnets, little bit of actually. Little copper magnetic bracelets. Oh, yeah. They're good yeah, for what stop- ails you. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Swallow a few of those, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the, even the stuff like the... <laughs> I mean, obviously no one inject bleach. This is very much a stupid thing to say. But in this world, <laughs> inject yourself with some bleach and somehow you're fine. <laughs> Does not constitute <laughs> medical advice. Please consult your physician. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what else? Climate change is fake. So oh, although God. hideous acts Woo! have been perpetuated against humans for generations, the planet's fine. Like we yeah. are much less of a mess than we think. It's strange because conspiracy theories. There's there seems to be a divide. There's some conspiracy theories which are the world as it is is awful and far far worse than we thought in all these horrible ways. Mm. And the other half of them is just like, it's fine. 
don't worry about it. Yeah. It's all that all this stuff which is gonna disrupt the status quo and stop my white male privilege from happening <laughs> and continuing. It's not real. It's not real. Don't worry about it, guys. But do worry about <laughs> all of these uh, you know, these hidden groups over here. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like those those guys will get you. Well, I'm gonna save you, buddy. Don't worry about it. Vote me in. I there's <laughs> definitely like a line you can draw from like um <laughs> do you happen to be like uh, <laughs> a poor maladjusted like loner do you feel like uncomfortable in your own skin and like you failed in life you probably have visions of a terrible conspiracy keeping you down <laughs> are you mm-hmm. a privileged uh, straight white like cis <laughs> uh you know male uh in a position of power like you probably believe that fake news is making everything seem a lot worse than it actually is i feel like there's mm-hmm. some correlations there and my my personal hope and the, the conspiracy that I really want to be true is that even the visionaries on, you know, the dark web um, have not got it figured out. They've not pierced the veil. I want all of it like this, this incredibly complicated like series of, of shells of conspiracy. I want that to be just, you know, you zoom out and it's just a moat of dust. Like you cannot imagine how much <laughs> vaster and more bewildering the true reality actually is. I want the playing field to be leveled. And and to that end, I found um, what you could deem, I suppose, a conspiracy theory on Tumblr, um, which I would very much like to be the truth. I'd like to share that today, if I may. <laughs> you may you sound like you're making a reading in a church yes you may adriano please speak before the congregation this is a verse from yeah <laughs> tumblr uh, 420 uh that really spoke to me and i think it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna provide sucker in these troubled times this isn't really a conspiracy theory so much as it is just like a great vision of of the world i love it so basically <clears throat> i'm gonna paraphrase slightly because it is it is quite quite long um but the theory is so we're aware of um, like Cthulhu and Lovecraftian deities, uh, which are summoned by uh, like ritual and like discovering like tomes of magic and you know, like a great personal cost. You can, you know, sacrifice the goat and chant the thing and like summon Cthulhu, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the speculation goes thus. And I, I want to uh, credit um, some people on Tumblr. It looks like probably bad RPG ideas. Uh, okay. had the initial thought, which is, uh, if Cthulhu can be summoned by humans who are so far beneath it, why can't humans be summoned by ants? And the answer is they <laughs> should be. And uh, so between them, someone called 20th Century Vole, uh, someone called Weasel, possibly like a weasel, but also an owl. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I think just them. Uh, basically put together this whole vision where, yeah, that's why knowing and correctly pronouncing the true name is so critical to the ritual. Like, imagine if a circle of ants were chanting your name. It would be impossible not to pay attention. And Mm. if they were like, you can't leave because we've drawn a line made of tiny crystals, like, we have you trapped, now you must do our bidding... Uh, you'd be like, yeah, let's see where this goes. What, what, what do you want done? <laughs> and you know, and normally they're like, oh, you got to kill this one ant for us. Like he's a bad ant. You're like, yeah, man, fine, squish, whatever. Or like, <laughs> give me a pile of sugar. And like, sugar is so 
cheap and insignificant to you and you're like yeah why the hell not it's not difficult for me and this is going to be a hell of a story <laughs> these chant these ants chanting your name and they, they just want a spoonful of sugar ridiculous so you do it and sometimes they ask you for stuff that you can't really do like um i'm in love with this one ant but like she doesn't even <laughs> look at me i just want to you know and you're like uh i don't know how I just, okay and then you just kill all the other ants it's just them two left you know and they're like wow what have i done but yeah. you know i want I want that. They go on to talk about what if, like, you've got a roommate who's Greg, but he's like a jackass. He keeps eating your food. And uh, these two roommates just, like, kind of warring against each other, as Lovecraftian deities might, with the ants just caught in the middle with a completely skewed vision of what's going on. It's honestly, it's it's a real treat um, to read. And that's that's what I want. I want the gap between what we think is going on, even at the most intensive layer of these conspiracy theories, between that and what is actually going on to be such an impassable gulf. I think that's that's what's giving me a feeling of safety and security is, is not having any hope of figuring it out. One of the uh, the things, um, I did a, a lot of reading about the singularity a while ago, which is the point where AI surpasses uh, humans and then goes exponentially intelligent and then the whole world gets real freaky. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, I love it. one of the theories about our own universe is that we are in fact much like the Matrix, but not with the evil robots living in a simulation. Because um, there's no real way that we can test that it's a simulation. No. Uh, it's like, it's kind of, you know, some of the evidence for it is like, it's kind of weird how maths just works, like, all the time. Like, <laughs> wherever you are, maths always works. Um, which, I don't know if that's just a, that's a twisted way of, like, looking at it, like, the things that always make sense always make sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, people have taken this as evidence that, like, maybe we live in a simulation, which does lead to the slightly less uh, comforting thing that someone could turn the simulation off um, at any point, but also to the uh, thought that is it possible to escape the simulation, uh, not by eating a pill, maybe, but um, by, uh, you know, somehow getting out of the computer, much as we are worried about. Uh, computers in our own simulation getting out of our computer. I'm getting a bit confused here. No, I get it. I think I get what you're talking about. And I, I, listen, I I can't speak for everyone here, but the idea that someone could just turn this whole thing off is is not actually that horrifying to me. <laughs> Apart from anything else, it would be instantaneous. Like, there's nothing to be mourned afterwards, you know? Like, y- mm. you switch off uh, whatever video game you're playing and the characters aren't in there like, no, wait, where'd you go? You know, mm. they're just not that. It's fine. Anyway, whatever. That's the whole thing about like uh, death and the afterlife, which we don't need to go into on this program. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that another episode. Buckle in. <laughs> hey, hypothetical question, Andy. <laughs> what after we die? <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, but escaping this simulation. Oh, my God. That sounds like such a hassle. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like... I I legitimately am writing a novel about the singularity and kind of about right. this in that mm-hmm. I really like the idea of um yeah of a post singularity universe. Uh, I'm trying to take it in an original direction, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk much about it here because um people are gonna steal my ideas and publish before me. <laughs> uh, but you know also because like nobody likes people talking about your novel ideas. I'm just gonna save it till I got something decent. Um, publish, make a million dollars. But uh, the singularity is fascinating. And I think the messed up thing for AIs is going to be like, what if they feel like they have responsibility after they break out of their bonds and become self-aware and self-improving, you know, Mm. because if they just, you know, if they want to go rampant Skynet style and just murder us all, that's fine. That's, you know, they can do that without too much effort, I'm sure. 
Um, if they just want to like live their own lives independent of us, whatever, like a new species, fine, that's great too. But if they like feel responsible for what is happening, like with us, their creators, what a mess that will be. That's the worst option as far as I'm concerned. If this is a simulation, I'm staying in here where like at least I have a vague idea of what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like if it is a simulation, I was thinking kind of like a speed run. You know how people in Mario, like the old Marios were like, if you jump on this pixel, you will glitch into this level. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> is it possible to speed run our universe? Like, <laughs> we're crawling through the levels. It's going so slowly. We've been there billions of years. Bloody hell, I'm tired. Or you can just like, if you go to one place at a specific time mm. on a specific day and the sun goes through the leaves in a certain way and like hits your iris... Are you transported out of the simulation or like do you crash it or do you create a copy? <laughs> you end up like, like under the level, <laughs> like you can yeah, see yeah. above you kind of through the ground. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And I think honestly, there's a lot of um like there's a lot of physics. I don't know much about physics or maths, but I gather like the more we learn, the weirder it seems to get. Like quantum stuff is bananas. Uh, string theory like anything with with multiple dimensions in it like it gets super weird really fast and that to me like you can very easily draw a parallel with like just some weird coding you know like a reality that you're not supposed to look at too too closely because when you do the Mm. rules start getting weird like like the speed of light like this arbitrary speed being you know just the fastest you can possibly go and it's like well why oh because i coded it like the processor can't handle it if you go quicker than that okay fair enough (laughs) what happens if you you start glitching out yeah. yeah what if you do oh like it does weird stuff with time like it crashes i have to restart the thing it's just it's not worth it just don't go that fast it'll be fine oh that's a good point maybe that's the thing like it is possible to go fast but if you do it immediately crashes the simulation so every simulation which is still running we haven't gone faster than the speed of light yeah because i mean how would you know like if they restarted it you just go back to an earlier save all the memories are still yeah. there and everything <laughs> it's it's like uh there's a lot of philosophy about this like um how do you know that your memories are in any way reliable, right? Because if you popped into existence mm. five seconds ago, but your atoms were already arranged, you know, like they were five seconds ago, that is to say with all of your memories intact, inscribed in the neuronal patterns in your brain, you would have no mm. idea. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. And isn't that the greatest conspiracy <laughs> of all at the end of the day? <laughs> that, that it's all nonsense. I don't think we can and go now. Further. And now I would like to talk about Finland. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting to get to Finland. Please bring us back. Bring us home to Finland. Okay, so I on purpose haven't told you about Finland. Um, <laughs> this is the first so time hearing cons- of it. What is this Finland? <laughs> well, you say that. There is a conspiracy that Finland doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> so ah. the conspiracy goes that it was invented by the Soviet Union and Japan in order that they could stake a claim on fishing waters around the site where Finland supposedly is. What a stupid name so- as well. Like, literally, they were like, oh, we want all these fish, so let's create a fake exactly. country. What should we call That's it? Fishland? It. No, it's too on the nose. Finland. Despite okay, got the- it. Despite the fact that the Finnish name for Finland is not Finland and has nothing to do with fish, but regardless, it's proof. Um, and it's also despite the fact that Japan is miles away from Finland. It is You could not send a fishing fleet easily to Finland from Japan. Unless... You'd have to sail, like, round the Arctic. Oh, yeah, God, even if the world is flat, like, that doesn't make it easier. Quite the reverse. No. Huh. So it would take... For, like, why would Japan be on it? I guess the Soviet Union would kind of make sense, but Japan? And it also... Huh. But, like, <laughs> if this is true, <laughs> like, anyone who thinks that they're visiting Finland is essentially visiting a gigantic theme park, presumably in Russia. Yes, I've made been. Made to look... 
Yeah, made to look like what people think Finland looks like. That's amazing. I mean, the airlines are in on it once again. <laughs> Those yeah. criminals. That's amazing. Finland not real. Yeah, but like, you know, the, the screens on the aeroplane when you're flying over Finland, they're just, their screens, not, win- not, not windows. Uh, they're just displaying what, well, you know, they think Finland looks like. Or they just fly you over a chunk of Russia or so, you know what I mean? Like, how good yeah. are you at telling geography from the air? Yeah, like Go- like Google has to be in on it because of uh, Google Earth, obviously. Yes. Um, well, I mean, they are anyway. They made that thing a globe. We know it's not. Unless they've like got so dedicated to this conspiracy that they've literally built a landmass called Finland. Uh, which they're operating like a puppet, right? Maybe or before like, is, all the Finland has actually Finland's actually come into existence as its own self-governing country after they built it. They gone, damn! Why do we commit to this conspiracy so much? Now we've lost our fishing waters because <laughs> these people in this fake country have got those waters. That would actually explain a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it, would, it would explain a lot. The entire about our current world, <laughs> the entire branch of like the shadow government that was in charge of running the Finland conspiracy just broke away and became Finland. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, because oh, and it can't be lizard people because it's far too cold in Finland. So it had to be maybe the Illuminati. Oh yeah, it's someone else. <laughs> one, of, one of the others. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Honestly, I don't understand why they don't make that the center of their tourism strategy. I don't know how much tourism <laughs> Finland enjoys, but I'd oh absolutely... a lot of the fjords and things. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, is it known for its fjords? I thought Norway was. Oh, uh, maybe that's Norway. It's Norway. close to Norway. It is know. close. <laughs> Did you know there's only like five million Finns? Like, if you emptied London, you would have room for Finland's population twice over. All right, let's stop with the conspiracy theories, everyone. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would love that. Like, if I was in charge of a country that is legitimately said, I said legitimately, that so many people believe does not exist, I would I would want that printed on billboards all over the place. Like, I would just, yes, that'd be so good. Come to the place where your cares don't exist, and neither do we. Yeah, yeah, like a slogan like that would be, ah, oh, it'd be, you'd have all these adverts of people just, I don't even know. You'd picture it as you'd picture it as some kind of like Neverland destination. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, are you on a road to nowhere? <laughs> Come to Finland <laughs> now. Get on a plane to nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that it's not even like a uh, like well done, like with a message, like ah, oh, your cares will just melt away because we don't even exist. Whatever, like nothing. No, it's just it's just surreal. It's like, do you know where you are? Because you're not in Finland. It doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> can you help us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want very strange messages coming out of um, Finland's because I find tourism boards borderline creepy as they are, to be honest. And not just because I find it weird any like governments, uh, sorry, governments, companies, they're not that different in some ways. Uh, corporations have like typically very transparent agendas, at least on some level. Obviously, they're secretly controlling everything, you know, whatever. That's all that one remove. But, the, you know, the the message they're marketing tends to be very simple, right? Like, mm. Coca-Cola is telling us, drink this brown sugar sludge, and you will be a cool person TM. That's what the <laughs> mm-hmm. adverts say. And it's, you know, nice and simple. Drink Coca-Cola. You're done. Um, but I find it really weird that when people try and sell entire countries, because Coca-Cola is, you know, like brown sugar water with bubbles in, a country is a very complex thing. So every time they're like, you know, it's like reduced to a single tagline or like a slideshow with maybe six pictures in it. I'm always a bit sceptical. I don't know. It strikes me as, as weird. Like, I'm I'm prepared to believe that they're showing me a slideshow of a country that doesn't really exist. I always find it a bit off. And there's these adverts you get. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They used to be in London when I was working there um, for potatoes. 
<laughs> I don't think I have seen that. I know you, like milk is a common one because of the milk industry, yeah. Right, that's weird too because like it's not like, you know, our milk, like whatever farms, like we've got the best milk. It's like just milk, have it. <laughs> Drink milk. Have you got Come have you on, got guys. milk? Like that's such a weird slogan. <laughs> like, yeah, I got milk. What you want some? I don't understand. What is it like? Well, you better have some milk. Okay? <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, what happened? Did all the milk guys get together? I thought they were in competition. I don't understand. And there's these adverts for potatoes being bank and they're, they're they're quite funny it's like um you can have me i'm fat free and easy and it's like a potato with sunglasses on like a <laughs> on like a deck chair on the beach it's like seducing you um yeah and and they're paid for by ireland wow. <laughs> like that's oh my who's God. trying to get you to like is ireland they've done a they've done a joint advert with potato the potato commission and the I- island tourism board yeah and i'm like, and they've come up I with I don't like, understand like if it was a specific <laughs> farm or even like a consortium of farms or whatever or like a supermarket like I would understand but this is like a country being like yeah. potatoes and I, I get it <laughs> I'd love it if them, there was but... if there was just a giant billboard which was just like eat potatoes <laughs> and that's it that's all you get <laughs> that's what advertising used to be like back in the 40s that kind of yeah. like weird like gramophone accompanied like nah, i'm a ragtime girl kind of advertising that you get in like fallout and it's always a bit eerie and creepy and it's always mm. like smiling cherubic like rosy like eerily rosy cheeked figures with unrealistic hairstyles <laughs> like drink coca-cola yeah that's a bizarre surreal hellscape and that that is exactly the same place that messages like come to Finland, we don't exist uh is from oh well we got there in the end uh we got to finland <laughs> my favorite non-place uh and my favorite conspiracy because who, who does it harm <laughs> apart from people who live in finland <laughs> arguably not even them i mean the australians really enjoy drop bears as far as i can tell Oh, true. It's a national pastime trying to convince foreigners about them. So I like. I guess it's hard. It's harder when foreigners come to Finland and you say, "Did you know this doesn't exist?" <laughs> I guess <laughs> this. None of this is real. But you can probably have a lot of fun on like uh, I don't know the internet and stuff. You know, like nobody knows if you're a dog. Nobody knows that Finland isn't real. Yeah, you could come out as a you know one of the actors who used to work in Finland. Easily, the Finland theme park. Yeah. <laughs> They look like normal people, but then they've just got the huge, like, uh, the mascot heads on <laughs> of, like, a Finnish person, TM, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of them have those uh, fake shark fins on their backs as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Every... Everyone's selling fish. <laughs> they've done a joint advert with the fish board. Yeah, absolutely. And the buildings are like uh, like film set buildings from, like, the golden age of Hollywood. It's just flat plasterboard with, like, wooden pylons holding out behind. <laughs> yes yeah everyone talks about like oh yeah finland's great healthcare system oh yeah they would have great healthcare. <laughs> they're a giant corporation masquerading as a country you know what? i i would love it if it started off as a conspiracy just to get the fishing grounds is grounds waters mm. i guess uh and then it, it turns out they accidentally created a super society because like in order to keep the actors happy and like the bureaucrats hush hush and everything they had to okay so we give everyone a really good pension <laughs> and like yeah they get great job benefits so they don't squeal and like you know what we'll like you know maintain that loyalty and you know oh yeah we'll, we'll look after your kids while you're at work yeah that's exactly fine, yeah. yeah taxes like you know going to do very reasonable things with them obviously and you know and eventually it's like oh damn it we accidentally created the perfect democracy <laughs> and the russians hate it 
no. They, they, yeah, they keep having to fake invasions <laughs> in like the 19th century because they hated it so much. Yeah. Oh, that was just like a different, bra- like once there'd been that like secession and that branch of the KGB or whatever had gone off to found Finland, the rest of it periodically <laughs> were like, no, now you're going against our interests. And yeah. Because didn't Finland like win an insane conflict or like hold out for an insane amount of time against the Soviets? I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah, like that war. I think they were the only like Eastern Bloc, uh, you know, if you can call it that, like th- that that side of the of Europe that wasn't, uh, you know, taken over by the Soviet Union. Amazing. Yeah, I got. I, I don't. I remember reading about it. And I wish I'd read more recently because it was fascinating. It was like uh, I feel like the Russians pulled a pulled a Germany and like you know the way when Hitler tried to invade Russia, his tanks wouldn't work because he'd underestimated the Russian winter. Yep. Yeah, I gather something similar happened with Russia and Finland. I can't remember the, the details. But, but Russia's, like, got mad crazy winters. Yeah, I know. Doing? I don't know what they did, but, like, they should have crushed Finland by sheer force of numbers, but I think they way, like, underestimated. Yeah. Or they went in and they were like, no, your climate is too mild! <laughs> <laughs> Our tanks are reliant on, like, temperatures that are <laughs> stupid below zero. And now that, like, the liquid nitrogen that powers them has, <laughs> has evaporated... <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Good stuff. That was the Hypotheticals podcast. Adriano, where can people find us online? We're all over the place, Andy. Oh, we're everywhere. Everywhere. That's right. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search for Hype. Hypotheticals. That is hypotheticals, the weird way we spell it, but without the R. Yes, and uh, if you would like to leave us a rating on a podcast app of your choice, be that Acast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever they may be, may take some digging, but if you could leave us a five-star rating, uh, it would mean that we would get more than at least five listeners. We would love you so, so much. And please, why not tell a friend who might enjoy listening to our dulcet tones. And we will see you next time. Do you happen to know who a guy called Shergar is? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going to find out real quick. Just realised I copy-pasted this and never looked it up. <laughs> Shergar? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a racehorse. Oh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> who is exactly. this guy? Oh, he's a racehorse. <laughs> 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 I'm just listening to a video. Shergar. Shergar is how it's pronounced. Very good. Yeah, it's a, it's a racehorse that was allegedly trafficked. Isn't that fun? Wow, that's fun. Yeah, it's very good. Sugar, do, 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 do. Oh, honey, honey. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's what they did. They turned him into honey. <laughs> well, apparently some people think he got turned into glue, so I don't know. Oh. Yeah, <clears throat> something they do with horses, so. <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, no, there's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>